This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So speaking of, of maybe things that came out the wrong way, <laughs> David Montgomery was watching a video game with uh, Chauncey Gardner, right? With the Detroit Lions. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, yep. Yeah, Tra- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the new Lions defensive back with the new Lions running back. And they were doing something on the Twitch stream, I think playing NBA 2K. I, I guess just um, talking to each other. This is the world now, right? Play yeah, video games yeah. and talk, and we're going to live stream it to millions of people. I, I found it very distracting, Dad. <laughs> I found it very distracting because they're doing something else. But anyway, David Montgomery basically said it was nice to be appreciated by a team. Look, I I think you may have been taken out of contact. I don't know. I all I can say is this: the Bears appreciated David Montgomery. There's no doubt in my mind, and they even would have liked to have had him back. The, didn't he turn down the same similar type? Kind of Very comparable. Very with, comparable with from multiple guarantees? sources. Yeah. From multiple sources. The, the Bears thought that they had presented an offer that was at least as good as the one the Lions presented. So that, that's that's one thing to debunk there, the idea that if the Bears had been the highest bidder, David Montgomery would still be here and he wouldn't be complaining. He clearly wanted a fresh start. Um, and he's vocalizing some of the reasons why he wanted a fresh start. It's okay to push back on what he said. It's okay to say uh, that the Bears made the right decision. Um, but, you know, David, here, I'm going to read you the, the full quote that caught my ear, because there's one thing in here that, that was interesting to me. He said, that's all I was used to. And it got to a point where it sucked the fun out of the game for me because I'm a competitor. I like to compete. That's what football is all about. It's so refreshing to be in a place where that's appreciated. And, and the, the thing that catches my ear there is it sucked the fun out of the game for me. And what he's talking about there is the losing and the losing and the losing. And the losing, you got to understand that David Montgomery's first game in a Bears uniform is the kickoff game of the 100th uh, season of the NFL. And there's sky high Super Bowl expectations going into that year. And there's an electric environment at Soldier Field. And they lay an egg in that opener against the Packers. And they've really just been a mediocre to way below average team in every single season he's been in the league. And you can understand why a 14 loss year where everything spirals down the drain sucks the fun out of the game for a player like David Montgomery, who's so highly motivated and so competitively driven that losing 10 games in a row over a two and a half month span really, really becomes frustrating. Now, look, like Detroit isn't the place where you usually say, yeah, I want to go to a place that's a perennial winner. You know, uh, they weren't very good when David Montgomery entered the league and now they're on a, a an upswing and he's going to have to prove that what he said actually has merit in Detroit. I think a lot of the league thinks that Detroit is a team on the, on the rise, but they got to prove it still after what they did last year. But that, that I, I'm just curious what you take out of that whole suck the fun out of the game for me uh, note, because it, that was the part that caught caught my ear, because to me, it's it's kind of the residual effect of all that losing, losing by design, or what you've called it something else, failure by strategy. Disaster by design. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- that, that comes with ripple effects, and this is one of them. 
this is one of them. And this is what, you know, players, professional athletes always have to find, you know, ed, the edge, the, the motivation, however, however they can. And I think what David Montgomery sounds like is doing is he is looking at his time in Chicago, especially his last season as the time that just he hit rock bottom emotionally. And this is time to start on the, on the trek back to wherever he's headed as a, as a professional. And he can look at that and, and there are reasons why, and he can blame whoever he wants to blame. But I, I don't know that it does anything uh, more than, you know, motivate him. I don't think it puts a bigger target on his back for the bears when they play him. I don't think it makes him harder to tackle. I don't think it makes much of a difference at all. It's, it's probably something that I would, you know, it, again, it's easy to say I'd have the presence of mind not to make this a public thing because the Bears drafted me and they were very good to me while I was in Chicago. That's probably the way I would want him to approach it. But you have to understand that this that's not always the case. And, and we don't know what the nature of negotiations were. We all have sources that say David Montgomery was offered a very fair similar comparable contract to stay in Chicago and chose to go to Detroit. Maybe he had had enough and maybe he saw the writing on the wall, but however he needs to motivate himself. I think this falls under that category of self-motivation. Yeah. And, and, and the conclusion is that the bears have a homegrown leader that chose to be somewhere else. And you say, okay, just take note of that inside the building. Like how do we keep these guys wanting to be part of our program going forward? Success is obviously a huge part of that. I also understand the pushback. I heard from people in the building that said, listen, like David was part of their leadership group. If he wanted to change the, the mentality and the approach to things, he had a voice in that locker room. He had control to, to create a tone in there. And, that David is well known inside the building at House Hall as being not only a fiery competitor, but occasionally very moody, you know, and, and moodiness creates some emotions that, 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 that maybe lead to frustration. I wish him well on his next stop. I think he'll do well there. I think the Lions are willing to welcome him there. I think the Bears wish him well. There doesn't need to be any sort of bad blood, but I do think it is notable that, you know, that, that this is at least some uh, shred of evidence that, that the disaster by design comes with some things that, that you probably didn't intend. Yeah. Un unintended consequences. I'm sure that falls under the category. Last thing on this is that when you talk about creating that culture that we always reference, when you're talking about Brian Poles and Matt Eberflus, they pride themselves in being the same guys every day. They pride their structure and the practices and their game weeks as being the same thing every time to really build a, a culture that you're proud of and that is consistent with what you espouse, you've got to have players who are the same guys every day. Now, as much as respect as we have for David Montgomery and all the things that you heard while he was here, which remain true, he's a, you know, a tough guy and all those things. What you said about his moodiness, what he said about maybe being up and down, understandable given the circumstances of all the losing, but you wonder if – he was a guy that they felt like was ideally equipped to handle everything that came with the rebuild. And maybe not. Look, it doesn't take – you look at what David Montgomery is saying on the way out, and you look at what they're saying about Roshan Johnson on the way in. And that's – that's they're, they're, they're trains that are passing in the night, yep. but it's not accidental there. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say to punctuate things is that this this position in this league is the cruelest position there is because it's such a give us give us your all and we're going to kick you to the side as soon as your gas tank goes below a quarter of a tank. And so that creates a level of 
pressure and expectation and emotion on running backs in this league, that's hard to deal with, particularly when you're on a team that's losing and losing and losing and losing and losing and losing. Um, and so, look, that's all part of it. And and we'll see what David does in a, in a very interesting backfield situation in Detroit. Now uh, we'll see how they kind of balance him and Jameer Gibbs and, and, and how his role uh, shapes up there in, in what is obviously a very, very pivotal year uh, in that organization, which they are, they are the team, David, that everyone thinks is going to take the North in 2023 and David will have a say in that. And if he, if he achieves that, I'm sure he'll be a lot happier and the fun will be sucked right back into his life. At that point. <laughs> It'll be infused. Okay. Last <laughs> couple of things before we get out of here. Um, Deandre Hopkins was released by the Cardinals. That's a big number. They have uh, made themselves. I think the tanking capital of uh, America, uh, pro sports America <laughs> with Chicago for the last year. I think that uh, Glendale, Arizona is now, making its bid because the Cardinals have to be tanking. If they're making these kind of decisions, they're going to be really bad. And DeAndre Hopkins won't be there. Where does he land in? I think the Patriots make a lot of sense. I don't think the bears are even need to make a phone call because of the, the, the price and what they already have at the position. But um, I just wonder what your thoughts are on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I think Buffalo and Kansas City are among the odds-on favorites. The Bears, I think, were 14th in the points bet odds to land DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, I mean, Patriots. This, this is yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, on radar as well. I mean, he's in his 30s. You know, this is not. We've talked going into free agency that the Bears were not in uh, splurge and surge mode at this time, and so they're not going to go break the bank for a 2023 edition, particularly after they traded for DJ Moore, particularly after they traded for Chase Claypool, particularly after they're trying to get a full evaluation of Darnell Mooney in a contract year. Their receiving core is pretty much solidified, and, and they're they're ready to get to the starting gate with that group as they try to address other areas. It's not you know, DeAndre Hopkins also has a choice, and and the idea of him. Um, having suitors that are in position to win this year is pretty realistic, you know? And so you're going to, you're going to try to create multiple bidders and you're going to find one that gives you a really good deal. And you're going to find one that's positioned to allow you to play deep into January potentially. And so um, the bears don't really figure into this equation. It's always a, a nice thing to do when a big name guy becomes available is assess what his, uh, his fit is here. But I don't think anyone in the league thinks that there's much of a, of a chance of a union there. I don't think he lands in Vegas either, but it's certainly interesting with the Raiders, unrelated to the Bears, but a local guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, looks like he could be having some issues with his foot. It looks like he could be having some issues with getting on the field. And could he be having some issues with a contract yeah. that includes now, according to Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio, a waiver that if he doesn't pass a physical, they can get out of that deal. That's a very big story around the league this week. Interesting contract structure reading about that in that essentially it's my understanding he's got to play a game before his deal becomes guaranteed, you know, and so they've got this out that doesn't typically exist in these contracts. And, and, and along with that, there's a, an acknowledgement that the, he failed his physical when they signed him. And it was essentially, man, this foot, whatever bone is broken there in his left foot um, has a chance to get worse as he continues to play football and and if he can't get himself in a healthy place there there's an easy exit for the Raiders but man I, I'm guessing they don't want to take that exit because then where does that leave them uh after making an addition and trying to figure out what what Jimmy Garoppolo could do to to revitalize their hopes it leaves them with Josh McDaniels calling plays for Tom Brady again <laughs> potentially but part owner Tom Brady who would have to get a whole bunch of people to sign off on him you know coming back to play and the the, the confusion and the drama of it all is, is is too much um but certainly worth keeping an eye on and it was a certainly a unique nugget there that that Mike Florio dug up 
All right, last thing about the Bears in terms of the news this week. Uh, on Tuesday morning, outside Arlington Park in Arlington Heights, just uh, you know where that is. I do. Demolition equipment and crews were stationed outside the shuttered racetrack <laughs> early in the morning, set to begin the first phase of tearing down the historic venue. That, according to the Arlington Heights Daily Herald, it's coming, Dan. It's uh, history going down, and for a lot of people, it will mark a very sad day, a lot of bittersweet emotions. For others, they'll look at progress and think, oh, wow, in five years from now, could this be the site of the Bears' George S. Hallis Bear Dome? It's both for me. There's no question it's both for me. And honestly, David, when I'm at uh, barbecues nowadays, the, the two questions you get about the Bears are about what, what is Justin Fields going to do in 2023 and when is the stadium going to open in Arlington Heights? Those are the two things people want to talk about. And there's a level of intrigue and excitement about the potential palace and accompanying entertainment district that could go on that property that you just described that has people really, really excited about what the Bears in the suburbs could look like for me i spent a lot of days in my childhood with my family going out to the racetrack and and having great times betting the ponies at arlington racetrack and so to see those grandstands come down to drive past that property and realize that that's just a a nostalgic you know sepia toned memory at this point it's there, there's a nostalgic part that hurts but i'm telling you that that when you think about the possibility of what can be on those grounds as you said five years from now it's incredibly exciting for where this franchise can head. There's a lot of steps along the way and a lot of uh, hurdles that the Bears are going to have to get around. But man, it's everything to this point, you know, from two years ago until now is progressing the way that we kind of anticipated it would. And it's pushing towards the, the Bears being the Allington Heights Bears and us eventually getting a whole bunch of renderings that we're going to be talking about in this program going, holy cow, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this special feature? Did you see the Bears Hall of Fame and Museum? Did you, I mean, like the, the potential on that land, David, is so grand that it's hard not to be excited, even as you feel a little bit sad for all those memories that are going right into the uh, horse poop.